Getting back in the groove with this, the Consistent Tobecast. Welcome to the Consistent Tobecast. I'm the titular Tobe, and this is the cast. Once again, just me trying to hold things together, like how I'm trying to hold my entire life together. Well, at least we're getting back in the groove of things. Maybe next week we'll get some guest hosts back on, but there was something that happened last night that got everything all shook up. My little sister got engaged. Hooray! So that's why we didn't really have time yesterday to uh, record. So I'm recording this on Tuesday and putting it out on Tuesday. So, oh well. C'est la vie. Anyway, let's jump right in with our random topic. So today's random topic is going to be your state's most beloved Pixar movie in 2019. Uh, it's a pretty interesting spread. And actually there's like some single states too. Which surprised me. I thought that most states, I thought there would be more like variety uh, in the United States. But according to the, um, the map here, the overwhelming majority is up. Including my home state of New York State. But that's like the entire eastern seaboard and part of like the... East, Midwest, like Michigan and Illinois and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of guff. Um, it looks like Ohio, though, is um, a uh, inside... Uh, what was it called? The uh, Inside Out fans, along with Nevada and Oregon. There's only two um, Incredibles fans. They're... Uh, Texas and California. Apparently, Hawaii loves Finding Nemo, which of course they would, because it's ocean stuff. Louisiana is uh, a bug's life, and it's the only one with a bug's life, which is surprising because bug's life is pretty good. We've got some Finding Dory. We've got one Ratatouille up here. In um, I was doing I was doing pretty good. <laughs> it's doing pretty good up until that point. I can't. I don't know what uh, what state that is. Good gosh, Ver Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts is up there. Massachusetts and Vermont are Ratatouille, and um, Monsters Inc. is uh, Arizona and New Mexico. So. Yeah, not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of, there's only one good dinosaur, too, and that's Wyoming. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Brave does pretty good. That's in, uh, Maine and, um, oh gosh, I, I really need to learn the states better. It's in Maine and in, uh, Washington State, the weirdly named state. Apparently, there is also, um, Cars 3 and Cars 2 have a state. 
Cars 2 is Arkansas. And Cars 3 is Kentucky. Why on earth would either... I mean, I get it, but it's really stupid. So, and finally, there's only one other single state, and that's uh, that's Wally up in um, Alaska. Which, I mean, given that they don't really have a whole lot of time to enjoy plants, I kind of sympathize with the uh, people up on space and the spaceship, apparently. There's a whole lot of, uh, there's only like three Toy Story states. There's a Toy Story 2 state and a Toy Story 3 state. There's a whole lot of Finding Dory. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty impressive spread, but, um, Apparently, there's uh, no Monsters University, the original Cars, which is acceptable. Coco, yeah, why not Coco? I heard that was, like, one of the better ones in Pixar. But anyway, that's the uh, random subject for today. And we're getting into our national celebrations for the United States and for other countries, too, I would suppose. I don't think there's anything against, and there's nothing against the law. It's the last week of June before we get into July. The the, uh, year was already half over, and now it's over half over. It's just crazy how fast things go. So, since we didn't really get a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of national months this month because life be crazy, why don't we go over a couple national months of June? Apparently it's National Adopt-A-Cat Month, which I would love to do. I can't remember if I already said that or not. It's a problem I should keep better track of this. It's also National Country Cooking Month, which is probably one of my favorite kinds of food. If you, I mean, it's like chicken and potatoes and turkey and potatoes and meatloaf and potatoes. Just, just like some kind of meat with potatoes is pretty much country cooking. So that's my, that's my kind of stuff. It's also National Great Outdoors Month, which I absolutely love the outdoors as long as there's not mosquitoes out there. Because I absolutely hate mosquitoes. Well, I'm sure everybody does. So... I'm going to try out some way of decimating the mosquito population in our backyard. So, wish me luck with that. It's also National Accordion Awareness Month. So, I'd like to remind our listeners to be aware that accordions do exist. Your neighbor could own an accordion. An unregistered accordion. So, please, just be safe. Be aware of your surroundings, and if you start hearing a polka, you might want to dive under the table and cover your head, just to be safe. And finally, we're into our national days, the final week of our national days. So I kind of did a oopsie last week and did June 25th already. It's National Strawberry Parfait Day. Which is kind of funny because I did have strawberries for breakfast this morning. We went out and picked a whole bunch of strawberries this weekend and 
made jam and ground them up. So there was a whole bunch of strawberries left over for my breakfast for uh, work. Anyway, we'll go on to tomorrow. June 26th is National Coconut Day, which is probably my least favorite fruit if I had to guess. I just don't know. I haven't had it in a while, but it's just far too, I, I want to say like creamy tasting. Maybe I should try it again and see if my my tastes have changed. It's also National Chocolate Pudding Day. I never was really a big fan of chocolate pudding until I started getting free chocolate pudding at uh at a work place that I used to work at. So now I kind of miss it, but I'm not gonna go out and buy it. Thursday, June 27th is National Onion Day. My second favorite vegetable right up there with potatoes. Yeah, add onions to anything and I'm a happy guy, especially grilled cheese. Grilled cheese and onions is a great, great day. Uh, it's National Sunglasses Day, so make sure you wear your sunglasses all day. Even if it's gray out, I mean, you gotta show your sunglasses spirit uh, on Thursday. It's also National Handshake Day, so... Put your hand out there. Just walk out. Just walk out the door with your hand in front of you. Shake the first. Shake the hand of the first person that you see, and just keep your hand out there. Just just walk up to people, random people, and just hold out your hand. Say it's a National Th Handshake Day. So I'm sure they'll get it. I'm sure they listen to this. June 28th or Friday. It is National Logistics Day, which I do enjoy looking over cool logistics uh, like how I only have apparently one listener currently for my podcast and there are podcasts that haven't podcast episodes that I don't even think I listened to so yeah I mean I, I like some logistics it's also uh, National Paul Bunyan Day so we have a uh, Enchanted Forest right up next to our uh, city town I'm not not exactly sure not exactly sure if that's a just a regional thing or a thing all over the place but Enchanted Forest Water Safari their mascot is Paul Bunyan and you can go there and they've got like a 50 foot tall Paul Bunyan statue you can take your picture in front of and I always did enjoy going up to that Paul Bunyan statue and measuring myself against him I think I was up to his up to his, like, upper calf last time. Well, uh, maybe we'll go back there someday. June 29th or Saturday, it is National Camera Day. So, I mean, who really owns a camera these days? I think that's gonna be, that's gonna be an extinct day pretty soon because everybody has a camera, but it's a, it's mostly a phone. Or is it the other way around? Do people usually use it as a phone or more as a camera now? Should we just say they're we're carrying around cameras all the time? We're carrying around phones all the time. Hmm. June 30th, or Sunday, is Social Media Day. So, why not celebrate June 30th by deleting all of your social media? Because, really, you don't need validation from other people. Just continue doing you, and you don't need Big Brother continuing to 
uh, continuing to look over your shoulder and see how you're, uh, what you're doing and where you are and what you're looking at and how to best, how to best serve the ads that you see in your Chrome or Mozilla Firefox browser. Then July 1st or Monday is National Postworker Day and National U.S. Postage Stamp Day. Um, I salute our national postal workers, including our UPS and FedEx drivers. Without them, we wouldn't be able to have made Amazon into the all-consuming black hole juggernaut of a company it is these days. And the fact that these companies are overworking these workers is absolutely terrible. I I don't really condone, I don't really like condoning it, and I would just as happily get a package five days after I order it instead of one day, which is absolutely crazy, but uh, what can you do? Welcome to our video games segment. What I've been playing? I've been playing Sea of Thieves. Now, I know what most of you think most of you are thinking. Now I know what most of you are thinking. Why on earth did he buy Sea of Thieves? I will say right now, it's good now. It's pretty good. Uh, I enjoy just sailing around in the deep blue sea. They added so much to the game now that when it was on sale for 50% off, I was, I was looking at it and I was like, I'll buy it and try it out. And it's really nice. I am enjoying it a whole lot. You can hunt megalodons and krakens and skeleton pirate ships and there are actual adventures you can go on, and all sorts of stuff. It's not just sailing around and delivering stuff and digging up treasure anymore, though those are still fun. I enjoy sailing around fishing. Now, I just fish on the open sea as I sail forward in the nice briny blue. If I happen upon a sunken ship, I go diving down and grab some stuff out of it and go put put it in. I've actually had good and bad experiences with other players. I was surprised. I thought it was just going to be all bad, but it turned out that it was actually some good stuff that happened too, so I'm pretty happy with it. So, if you see it on sale for 50% or 75%, why not give it a try? Especially if you're one of my friends, you can come join me once you buy it. But anyway, let's get into some video game news. The UK Parliament's Digital Culture and Media and Sports Committee interviewed or had EA's Carrie Hopkins, who is the vice president of something or other in EA, uh, talk to them about the uh, loot boxes in their video games referring to the loot boxes that were in Battlefront 2 and are still are in FIFA and all that. 
Apparently, they asked her, as well as representatives of Epic Games, who is also in attendance to talk about Fortnite, if they considered loot boxes to be an ethical feature. Hopkins' response was, we don't call them loot boxes. They refer to them as surprise mechanics. So, surprise! They found a way of relabeling loot boxes so they could continue to have a bad influence on people with an addictive personality. Of course, she says, I don't think we can agree to say that games are addictive. I would tell you that Electronics Arts is already a very responsible company. So, that got me, that, the responsible part of Electronic Games tells me that they might be lying about how they view surprise mechanics. Uh, they, she went on to explain that a store that sells lots of toys, you can find surprise toys, it's Kinder Eggs, Hatchimals, whatever those are. They think that that is the exact same thing as their games. And it's not. It's not. Because you get something from buying one of those surprise toys. You get nothing. You get literally nothing from these surprise mechanics from their games. All you get is a thing saying the game will give you this. And for as long as you can play that game, which according to some video game companies, they don't want you even owning the game anymore. They'd much rather you stream it. It is it is just bizarre and crazy how these people are getting away with these things. And I, for one, will not ever buy any loot boxes from anything. Because I don't enjoy that kind of gameplay. And I'm not going to buy into that sort of thing because I don't have enough money. I'm already spending it all on my RPG books that I must collect. Speaking of EA, oh, by the way, all of these, uh, all of these articles can be found on Gizmodo, Kotaku, and Polygon. If you want to see more in-depth things, you can find those articles in the uh, in those websites. So speaking of EA, this guy played Fallen Order and Lichens Lichens is that a word? Lichens the sword play or lightsaber play, as it is the case, to Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is you're taking on several people at once and while they don't do damage to you while you can kill most of them in one hit they can rapidly overwhelm you from uh, rapidly overwhelm you with their numbers and with the ways that you must approach some of them with the regular troopers with the gameplay you can just go up and hit them and they go down in one hit the guys that have the vibro or the uh the uh, staffs, I can't say the right word because it sounds like a bad word, 
but the the staffs, the electro staffs that they use, um, they take several hits, and they're good at they are good at like deflecting your attacks, and they as it comes to your force powers, some of them can like resist your force powers too. So you have to every combat encounter is a puzzle, apparently. So you have to use all of your tools in your kit, along with a parry mechanic, to take care of these guys without, like, without getting yourself hurt too much. Because according to what we learned at E or E three, you only get a set amount of stim packs per level, I believe, and you don't get any more until you go back to your ship. So I think it's like three or something, and you have to. You uh heal up all the way once you use them, so you have to. You're not you're not invincible, but you're. I mean, you're a Jedi, so you can you can throw your lightsaber, you can pull people, you can push people. I I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm not gonna buy it day one. I'm not gonna pre-order it because, first of all, you don't pre-order games. You shouldn't pre-order games. And I've learned that the hard way. But also, it is EA, and they'll find a way to screw it up somehow. So. Some better news. Uh, they also showed off at E3 Planet Zoo, which is the latest simulator from Frontier Developments, the creators of Roller Coaster Tycoon, and the recent Planet Coaster. Now, I loved Zoo Tycoon. And I tried to play it recently, and I could not because it is a very old, old game. And my my computer would not recognize the CD, and you can't download it from anywhere legally, I believe. But these guys went from making Roller Coaster Tycoon to Planet Coaster, which is a game where you can make absolutely anything in it. Uh, if you check out Nerd Cubed on YouTube, he has a fantastic Planet Coaster series where he makes an entire park, and he is he's neat down to the very details of this park, and it's just it's just really cool. I can't wait to get into it. I don't think I've bought it yet, but you're building a zoo and you're making sure all the animals are well cared for, and it has a strong focus on conservation. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this I might buy Planet Zoo before I buy Planet Coaster, to be honest. And finally, a new Battle Royale game came out, and it is pretty, pretty neat, I must say. Um, it was called Mario Royale, which and you could play it on the web, and it is the creation of YouTuber and programmer named Inferno Plus. The core of the game is it pits 75 players against each other in a race through one of Super Mario Bros. levels or the Lost levels. You can't directly interact with every other player. It's kind of like a ghost system, but some power-ups, uh, you can't. But some power-ups that you get, you can take um, Mario's out. But it is a it is more like a collective race to the finish. Which is the 
the uh, first three players to make it to the end of four levels will end up on the winner's pedestal. Now, that is a cool game I could get into. I don't really like all the... I'm not really great at competitive shooters. Um, I'm okay, but I'm not great, and so I don't play the Battle Royale stuff. But platforming skills that you have to avoid... You have to avoid stuff sounds really cool. So, as we all know, Nintendo is very, very strict with its with its property. And so, literally, as soon as Kotaku put this up, they got a takedown notice. So, the guy said, all right. And he renamed it DMCA Royale. And it now involves the characters Infringio and his brother Copyright Infringio. All of them, all of the assets have been switched out so that it looks like a bad copy of Mario, uh, Super Mario, but apparently you can still you can still play it, and there are still people playing it. So, I mean, it sounds like a really cool game. I'm gonna have to check it out. Guess there's nothing good on. Welcome to our movies and TV shows segment. I've been watching a whole lot recently uh, because my new work allows me some time to watch some TV shows or movies. <laughs> so I've been watching uh, Carmen San Diego, which is a really neat um, TV show. I enjoy the uh, animation style. The voice acting is pretty good. I also watched the Netflix original movie Camp or the Outer the Out Rim or something Camp Outer Rim or something like that. It was trying to be a kid it was trying to be like an ET kind of thing and it came off kind of bad because the kids I don't know if that's how real 13-year-olds are nowadays but I cannot I don't want that to be true. <laughs> So, I wouldn't recommend watching it. On to some movie news. Kevin Feige confirmed that Endgame will be getting a renewed push at the box office. And it's going to be really soon. Uh, it's going to be... It's going to have an unknown amount of new footage not seen in the original the theatrical cut. Uh, a quote from Feige says, Not an extended cut, but there will be a version going into theaters with a bit of marketing push with a few things at the end of the movie. If you stay and watch the movie after the credits, there will be a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises, which will be next weekend. So, if I had to guess, the, if you, the deleted scene will be uh, Tony Stark seeing a grown-up version of his daughter and talking to her kind of like the way Thanos talked with Gamora. That would be pretty cool. I think that the film was kind of lacking with that point. It, it would have been a little bit better closure for Tony Stark if he was able to see his daughter grown up. And it would have been, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if that was the case. Uh, speaking of a single unifying voice, 
Lucasfilm just hired on a new senior vice president of live action development and production, Michelle Ruan. I think it's Ruan. Uh, J is silent, maybe. Rowan has worked as a producer on two films in the most recent Star Wars trilogy, uh, and she first started producing with director J.J. Abrams' production company Bad Robot. So her role is overseeing all theatrical and direct-to-consumer live-action content, kind of like the way Kevin Feige is with Marvel. Uh, And she will also be working with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy to shape and implement the creative strategy for Star Wars. Kind of something that you guys should have worked on before you started pumping out movies. Kennedy says, I have been incredibly impressed with her creative skills and her ability to manage the complexity surrounding these massive projects. So maybe we'll see a bit of a better showing of a trilogy if they go forward with a new trilogy with her at the helm. So we'll see if she ends up being like Kevin Feige or if it just continues if Star Wars continues to be the way it has been. Uh, In a recent interview with AP Entertainment, Mark Hamill confirms that Luke will make a current call as a Force ghost in The Rise of Skywalker, which we, everybody already knew. When asked if this will be his final Star Wars appearance, Hamill answered, I sure hope so. Thank you, Disney, for breaking a charming and wonderful person. I cannot believe the way that you have treated the legacy of Star Wars throwing out all of the old stuff and pretty much throwing out all of your new stuff too at the uh, end of this at the end of this movie according to what um, what's his face says Finn says he might not even reprise the role as Finn so We'll see how that goes for uh, Disney. I'm going to say the name of a children's book. And you're going to say, oh, I remember that. Possibly. Ron Howard has signed on to direct an animated film adaptation of The Shrinking of Treehorn. The story concerns a boy who begins to shrink after playing a mysterious board game. I remember this because it was in a collection of children's books books that we had and I loved to read through all of them along with Flat Stanley which I th- which I thought of as soon as I read The Shrieking of Treehorn. So that's going to be pretty neat. Ron Howard's a good director. He directed I believe Han- uh, Solo which was a crit- criminally underrated Star Wars film. Kevin Feige stated a Spider-Man Venom team-up movie seems likely, likely, but it's probably up to Sony to make it happen. He's quoted, I think probably it's up to Sony. Sony has both of those characters and Venom in their world. So we'll see if they add Venom to the MCU at some point. Cartoon Network's promising new animated series, Infinity Train, now has a full trailer. Um, It is now available on YouTube to watch. I watched the intro short of this years ago, and I was really taken by the uh, concept of it. So I'm interested in seeing it, even if I have to do, if you even have to watch uh, cable television again. And finally, slated to hit theaters on June 19th, 2020, Soul, which is going to be the later movie after Onward from Pixar. 
Soul will take you on a journey from the streets of New York City to the cosmic realms to discover the answer to life's most important questions. The film will be directed by Inside Out's Peter Doctor and produced by Donna Mur- Murray, who worked as the art manager on Brave. The uh, film's tagline reads, Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What it is that makes you, you? I often wonder where my passion, my dreams, and my interests went. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll find them again someday. This is just extra. Welcome to our extras segment. We have a couple of little extras here today. Uh, I just recently bought the card game Keyforge, where each deck is unique to any other deck that has ever been made. It is pretty cool. I got a pretty good deck, or two pretty good decks, I, I think. I enjoyed playing one of them. So we'll see how that goes. I might buy another couple. They just added a new like version of the uh, of the deck, so there's like a whole bunch of new cards and everything. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Disney has begun working on building out a Marvel section, very similar to its Star Wars section, in Disney's California Adventure Park, where they're taking out the uh, Bugs Life section. It has allowances for a character meet and greet, a store bigger than most houses, and a microbrewery. So, no, nothing that says any, like, nothing that says any new rides or anything. So, I'm not that, I'm not that impressed with it. But a microbrewery is just weird. Director J.J. Abrams is partnering with his 20-year-old son, Henry, to tell a new tale of the of Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson. The title of the series is Spider-Man. So, <laughs> real simple. Which features art from Sarah Pacelli, colors from Dave Stewart, and covers from Oliver Coppell. It'll be a five-part miniseries. The story details are being kept under wraps, but the comic will introduce a new villain called Cadaverous, and Abram promises that the series will show Peter Parker in a way you haven't seen him before. Cadaverous. That sounds pretty cool. So, probably like a zombie guy. I always had the idea of, like, a villain named, like, Plague or something like that, where he would infect people and they would become his, like, zombie horde. I think that would be a pretty cool villain idea. Uh, Star Wars miniseries, good gosh, miniseries, Star Wars miniseries has been happening for the uh, for for the prequel for the uh, prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and now the sequel trilogy or Age of Resistance. So, a few details about some of the titles in the collection have already been named, like Poe, Hux, Phasma, and Finn. Uh, Today, StarWars.com revealed the first looks of the remaining books. Um, Each is written by Tom Taylor, featuring art from Ramon Rosnes and Leonard Kirk, and covers by the uh, Phil Noto. Hmm. So, we got Rose, Snoke, 
Ray, and Kylo. Each will provide a tiny snapshot into the lives of these heroes and villains before and during the events of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So we have a tagline here for the um, Snoke one. Supreme Leader Snoke's brutal training of Kylo Ren begins. Will the sadistic Snoke break his tormented protege, or has he underestimated the son of Han and Leia? Don't care anymore. I honestly don't care. I It's hilariously funny how much I don't care about any of any of how this any of how this plays out in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> they had a whole bunch of stuff going into making Snoke to be something original and cool and then they just kill him off. And we didn't even get to know who or what he was. So, yeah, I don't care about Snoke's backstory anymore. He's dead. It doesn't matter what he did. So, and they're ending the sequel trilogy with the third one. And then we'll see if they ever even pick it up after this. So, (laughs) it's kind of a bummer. But, no, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And that's going to do it with the Consistent Toecast. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Please rate and review us if you have the time. Or if you don't have the time, just make time like I do to record these. (laughs) And uh, please tell a friend if you do enjoy these and they want to get some cool pop culture news, I suppose, is what I would call this podcast. But uh, we're still we're still growing and we're still we're seeing where this takes us. Um, as for everything else that I do, everything else has been put on a bit of a hiatus till I get into the groove of the new job. I haven't even finished the website yet, so we'll see we'll see how we'll see how soon I get back into the groove of things. If you want to tell us what we can do better or want to send in a question or topic for us to talk about, send it in to bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. That's bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash topecast. That's anchor.fm forward slash topecast, and we'll be able to play that on the episode. So if you do have something that I could be doing better with the podcast, why not send in a email? including the people that are my friends that are listening to this first off. Uh, send it in. Tell me what I can change or what I shouldn't change. Maybe some, maybe some segment ideas. But uh, yeah, we'll see, how, we'll see how this thing continues to evolve. So, until next time, I've been Tobe, and I hope you have a nice rest of the day. <laughs>